Listening to Real Talk SLP with your host, Felice Clark, the Deviling Speechy. This is a show to help speech pathologists navigate the SLP world with real life stories to celebrate therapy successes and how to persevere when failure comes knocking on your door. Hey there, Rockstar SLPs. This is Felice Clark, the Dabbling Speechy, and you're listening to the Real Talk SLP podcast. We are going to be talking about the different types of collaborative services you could be implementing for with students on your caseload to help them uh, make more progress on their goals. And I thought that it would be a good episode to break down the different types of collaborative services so that you can see the different models you can be using with your students. And and so I don't know if you've ever taken a step back and looked at some of your your students in the way that you're setting up therapy. And maybe you've been seeing students one-on-one or you've been seeing them in a small group and you just feel like you do the job, you, you work with them, and then you send them back off to class and you haven't the teacher doesn't really know what you're doing with the student, um, and you don't really know what's going on in the classroom, and you just feel like there's a disconnect with the student making progress. Or maybe you have a student who you felt really good about pulling them out of the classroom, and you've been working with them, and you've been seeing all this progress, and now you're kind of at this place where you're like, okay, getting pulled out of my first speech They're not really there yet, but I don't know what the next steps are to help continue to support them with, with, you know, accessing the general education curriculum. Or maybe you've been working with a student and you're just, you just feel very overwhelmed. You, you find that they're struggling to pay attention that to, you know, you're struggling to engage them. And when you talk with the teacher, they're, they're struggling with these things as well. And, you know, you're thinking mate, there's gotta be a different way to help this child or student, um, make better gains than pulling them out of the classroom, but you just don't know where to start or what the options are. And so I found myself in these three situations frequently enough that I thought, okay, there's something different that I need to be doing for my caseload. And, and that's when I started doing push-in services, quote unquote, push-in services. But as I've grown in this area, it really is a collaborative service umbrella of options for our students. And I also found that when I started doing more collaborative services and learning more about ways that I could support students um, outside of the pullout model, I began to realize that this, in a way, can be a very great tool to individualize for our students. And isn't that what the IEP is all about? It's making an individual education plan. And I don't know about you guys, but there were times where I would look at my caseload, because my district at the time when I really was looking at some of these things, we talked a lot about our caseloads and following best practices and legalities and, and looking at, you know, are we individualizing 
our IEPs? Or are we always just saying twice a week for 30 minutes, once a week for 30 minutes? I mean, I fell into that, that pattern just as much as the next SLP because we just, we are going, going, going with our caseload. But what collaborative service models can do is it can allow you to look at the student's, you know, strengths and weaknesses and then figure out what we need to do to support that child the best. And that does mean sometimes pulling them out of class. So if you're, you know, I'm not, this whole episode is going to be the options for collaborative services that you can implement with your students. And if you haven't listened to episode 39, I go over three myths about push in therapy. And I, I talk a little bit about pull out services. And you'll have to go back and listen to that episode to see what I have to say about that. But it's a really great episode to kind of break down some walls about maybe things that you you think about push in um, and maybe your apprehensions or, you know, you're questioning whether or not to implement, you know, to use this as an implementation tool. So, Today, we're going to be talking about just the different types of services so that you can see the options that are available for you when the time comes that you would like to try out some new ways of supporting your students. And one of those collaborative service models is a pullout model. Okay. So you're, if you're doing pullout, you're doing, you're, you're in the right place. You know, pullout services is not a bad option or way to go. And I use a pullout model all the time. And, and so before we get into the different types of service models, I want to tell you all about something really, really exciting that I'm going to be, um, working on this summer and hopefully implementing in August. And it is a themed therapy SLP membership. That's right. I'm starting a membership. So if you love doing themed therapy, but you're just tired of spending countless hours searching Pinterest, TPT, you know, the internet for activities that cover your theme for your pre-K to fifth grade caseload, you're going to want to get on my themed therapy SLP membership waitlist. Um, I'm it's in the works. I've loved doing theme therapy for many, many years, and I love finding ways to adapt the theme to cover all the age levels that I serve. And so if you are wanting to learn more about it when, the, when the, the membership is launching, I highly recommend that you get on my wait list. If you go to the show notes, you can click the link that's in the show notes and get on the membership wait list. So when we are ready to go with our membership, you will be the first to hear about it. So let's now dive into talking about collaborative service models. So when I think of doing collaborative services, the song that always pops into my head is, you know, it takes two, baby. It takes two. Yeah, me and you. I don't know if you guys like Marvin Gaye, but I'm a total fan. And that's the song that I think of when I think of collaborative services. Because if we aren't working together for the common goal of helping our students, become better communicators, to be able to, you know, learn how to read and write and do math and be able to socialize and problem solve with their peers. If we're not working together, it's just not going to, it's not going to go well, right? So 
I, this that song really what really reminds me when I am going to implement a collaborative service that I need to be prepared for working with another colleague um, in this fashion. And this can take some time. So I figured to start talking about collaborative services and the idea of implementing them, we need to first talk about what's possible, right? And then we can come up with what is going to work best for our caseload and our students and our, our, our situation. First off, under the collaborative service umbrella is a pullout model. And that is what we most are probably are most comfortable doing. That is when the SLP is addressing areas of need in a small group setting outside of the classroom environment. And that provides a lot of positives because you can address the child's specific need with you know intentional time outside of distractions from the classroom. It's a great model. The next type of collaborative service is a consultation or a coaching model. And a consultation model is really where the SLP is discussing strategies with the teacher to implement something in the classroom, a skill in the classroom. So this could look like the SLP and the teacher getting on a phone call for 15 minutes a week or 30 minutes a month or getting, you know, meeting together after school during their teacher planning time and discussing, you know, strategies that would help with students who have vocabulary um, deficits and, and talking with the teacher, like, well, what are you doing in the classroom? Oh, that's awesome. Here are some other things that you can, you know, add to that. And so you're just checking in with the teacher and consulting with them with what they're currently doing and giving suggestions, um, um, as to what they could do differently or or add to it, you know, like, hey, if you ever need help with this, I can make some visuals to support that area in your classroom. Um, a coaching model is a little bit different. That is another type of model. And the, a coaching model, a lot of you probably have been doing that this year with parents. So a coaching model is where the SLP maybe coming into the classroom to model a strategy or skill and they are coaching the teacher the instructional aides or the parents on how to use the skill or giving you know showing them examples of how to work on a skill in the classroom. So a coaching model to me is a little bit of consultation because you are trying to find out, okay, what are some areas of need in the classroom or how can we get this child to start you know, communicating more in the classroom or working on a certain language skill or speech skill. And so you're consulting with the teacher on that. And then the next step is coaching the staff with ways that they can work on these skills when you aren't there. And so for a lot of, I, I use this model a lot for my self-contained classrooms. I'm going to talk about some other collaborative services you can use, but um, sometimes what I will do is I will do either a pull-out model with some, with a coaching model, you know, it's, that's tied into their IEP, or maybe I do a co-teaching whole class and then I come in and then do another coaching model um, approach for a student's IEP because especially our students in self-contained classrooms, but for all of our students on the 
in, in the classroom. We want to consider least restrictive environment. We want them to be successful at accessing the general education curriculum or the curriculum in the classroom as independently as they can. And, and we also want to provide many, many opportunities for our students to practice those skills. And so when I started doing the math, like sometimes when I do pull out, I don't always, you know, I'm seeing the kid once or twice a week, whereas the staff and the parents are with these kids for many more hours and can target and hit some of these goals every single day. So if I invest my time with a coaching model, I'm going to help these kids make quicker gains in generalization of the skills that we're hoping they're going to achieve in a year. So that is, you know, a coaching model is a really great place to start if you're a little bit nervous about doing a co-teaching model, which I'm going to talk about in a little bit. If you want, if you have any questions about a coaching model, um, feel free to reach out to me with your questions because I'd love to have some guests on to talk about strategies for implementing a coaching model. All right. So the next type of collaborative service is a one teach, one float. And this is where the classroom teacher is teaching the lesson and the SLP is quote unquote pushing in to assist specific students or to observe a student. So the one teach, one float is, is, is a good approach for the SLP and teacher who maybe don't always have a ton of planning time to get on the same page, but they have been able to agree that, okay, we want to, we want the child to access the general education curriculum and we don't want to pull them out during their core instruction for speech. So the SLP is coming in and targeting their goals while the teacher is teaching a lesson. And so you know, the SLP may be roving around the room or maybe working with a certain set of students, but they're all, but they're doing the lesson that the teacher is implementing. Or a one teach one flow is where the, the SLP is also maybe observing the student to take data or, you know, see how they're doing in a, in a naturalistic setting. So the last type of collaborative service is called co-teaching. And this is a very integrative service delivery model. So this is where the SLP and the classroom teacher plan together and carry out a lesson. So this could this can look a, a, a variety of ways and we can get into the different types of co-teaching um, approaches in a later episode, because I think there's too many to talk about right now. I just want to get your guys' wheels turning to see the opportunities for mix and matching some of these service models to help your students. But basically, a co-teaching model can look like a variety of setups. So at, but at the core of co-teaching, it really means that one or both of the teachers are doing whole class instruction. They or and, and, and the other component is that they are planning it out together. And that doesn't mean that they're sitting there for hours and hours each week going and planning everything out, but they are definitely agreeing, Hey, we're going to do this theme together, or we are going to read this book or we are going to do this skill, you are going to be in charge of reading the book 
and asking the questions while I will be, you know, making sure the students are engaged and looking at the book. And then the SLP maybe will do a quick grammar activity while the teacher is, you know, writing on the board. And and so they're going to flip-flop and, and, and implement whatever roles they have set up prior to that. And so co-teaching is really, really effective, but it does take some time. Um, it does take some team building and trust building and figuring out what's going to work between the the colleagues. And, and that could even include getting the instructional aids in on the co-teaching as well. So if you have any questions about co-teaching or any of these types of service delivery models, you can reach out to me at Felice Clark at thedabblingspeechy.com, or you can reach out to me on social media at the Dabbling Speechy in a direct message and, and just ask your questions. Because the thing that I think can be really tricky with collaborative services is that there is not a perfect manual for how to do this. <laughs> There's a lot of factors that go into it and how, you know, and if it's going to be successful. And, and, there, and you can do a variety of these service models for different students. And that can be you know, a little overwhelming, or it could be really fun and creative for you, depending on your personality and style. Now, if you're interested in learning how um, my friend Christine from Live Love Speech does a co-teach push-in lesson for her preschool students, you can check out episode 34. I had her on and she would do push-in once a week with her preschool students in their autistic special day classroom um, and do cooking each week or some sort of like Play-Doh. They would make Play-Doh or do a cooking, an actual cooking activity, and then the kids get to enjoy eating it. So you'll have to check out episode 34, and that is a great example of implementing a co-teaching uh, service delivering model. Or I would even say to it might be a one teach one float where the SLP is actually teaching the lesson and then the teachers are floating and supporting the activity and making sure the students are engaged and participating. So what I love about collaborative services is that it is it allows you to be creative, but I also have seen how many roadblocks <laughs> can stand in your way of actually implementing it. And if you are having a lot of roadblocks where you're like, this a co-teach model just is not going to work for the setting I'm in, I want to share, I wanted to share that there are other types of services so that even if you are just doing a pullout model, there's other ways to get connected with the classroom curriculum and the staff and what the child is experiencing every day in the school setting, which is a really cool way that you can serve your students. So again, Today, we talked about the different types of collaborative service models. We talked about co-teaching, a one-teach, one-float. We also talked about doing a coaching model, a consultation model, or a pull-out model. So those are five different collaborative services you could be implementing with your caseload. 
Next week, we're going to be talking about some tips and tricks for building collaborative relationships with your colleagues so that you can move forward with some of these service delivery models. So check back next week. We're going to be talking about collaboration. I know it's a big roadblock for some of us with caseloads, time, um, not knowing, you know, how to build a relationship, how to get yourself into the classroom. So make sure you check out that episode. It's coming out next week. And until then, I hope you have a great week. If you're on summer break, enjoy, enjoy. And if you're working still, I hope you still are able to find some time to relax. And as always, be the SLP that every kid wants to see. All right. I'll see you next week. Stay inspired.